0: Hello and welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. I almost said good morning. We do that every week and yet we still do it. I am Jim and I am joined as always on this October day. It is crazy to think we're already in October. Uh, But Tom, how are you doing? I'm
1: awesome. Welcome to spooky season.
0: Spooky season. That's right. It's, you know, everything. Well, everything went pumpkin spice last month and now everything goes into skeletons and bats and witches for the next month and then. You know, a month from now, everything goes to Christmas because, hey, there's no holiday in November. Oh, wait. Anyways, that can be my rant. Um, maybe later in the month. Uh, although I did see all the Christmas things at Walmart last night and thought, really? Really? It's September 30th. Come on. That's well, a different... I mean,
1: on December 26th, you can expect to see Valentine's.
0: That's very true. Uh, very, very true. My uh quick, totally non-wrestling-related story. My mom once handed out... Uh, chocolate Santa Clauses for Halloween candy, because when she went to buy Halloween candy on Halloween day, there was like nothing left because it'd been all picked over and, but all the Christmas candy was out. And I was like, the worst part is the kids all think you're a cheap, mm, and this is all chocolate Santas from last year. Like they're not realizing these are brand new. They think these are 10 month old chocolate Santas. So
1: I I promise they're they're fresh. I
0: promise. (laughs) Right. Like they're never coming back to your house you know you always mark who who gives out the full-size candy bars and then you also mark out like no not going to that house don't even make santa claus's bad um well um tom we we don't have a huge schedule for today's uh podcast in fact we're calling it freestyle and monkeys because we're just going to kind of talk about whatever but we got two things we want to hit real quick uh before we get into just wherever the conversation might lead us um and one is today, uh, when we're recording this, depending on when you're listening to it, it might be a different day, but it's October 1st, uh, 2021. And, uh, this is 10 years now, uh, since October 1st of 2011, uh, which was a not great day for, uh, Tom and I and a group of our friends. Uh, we lost a guy named Paul Kurtzman, uh, who actually was a wrestler. Uh, he worked for a short time and, uh, was known as Robin Von Trapp, uh, and, uh, We lost him 10 years ago today, uh, suddenly to a heart attack, and uh, it was uh, shocking. I had just seen Paul a month before uh, at a trip in Vegas with a bunch of our friends. Uh, Katie had had a chance to meet him and and realize what a great guy he was, but uh, we miss Paul a lot, and I just thought we could take a second maybe talk about, I don't know, when did you first meet Paul, Tom?
1: Great question. Yeah, great question. I don't know. Um, I... uh probably somewhere in the 07, 08 range. I I definitely know that um, he was gracious and opened his house for for me uh, and uh, some others in 09. I know that uh, I went out for the final countdown tour, uh, the Boston area show that had Danielson and Richards. Uh, Funny story about that. I was way up in the bleachers. It was in like a college gym and we had driven straight from Michigan to Massachusetts and like on little sleep and this was pre me being a coffee drinker. Uh, So I wasn't using coffee as a stimulant to try to stay awake. Um, I was dozing off during that main event. And I think that was like almost like a 40 minute match. So funny story there. Um, It was a good match, but I I, it's it's the one time I believe ever at wrestling that I've dozed off. Uh, But I was just so comfortable up in GA, Uh, but we stayed at at Paul's house that night. And then the next night was uh, the final match of Nigel and Danielson. In ring of honor for their first like go around in 09 so that was september of 09 um so that's that that that, that wasn't the first time i met him i'm, I'm pretty confident because i was out to new york city and the east coast shows where we would have probably connected before that um but that that's a that's just a a fun story and again how gracious he was and his wife julie as well just opened their house and. Uh, just providing a, a spot to sleep and lay your head and being so courteous and gracious. And I remember having breakfast the, the day of that Saturday show before we ventured down to New York city.
0: Yeah. Um, I met Paul uh, in December of 2006. I was just uh, doing my research here really fast to get the right year. Uh, when homicide won the ring of honor world title at final battle. Um, I went out to New York. It's the only, only time I have been to New York for a wrestling show. Uh, been to New York a couple other times, but um, went totally on my own just to just to go for the show. Uh, sat front row in the Manhattan Center uh, and and watched Homicide win the world title. Met uh, Paul and Larry and a bunch of the other East Coast guys who I hadn't hadn't met before, or if I had, it was in passing. Uh, and then just we became fast friends uh, after that and uh, stayed in touch. And and one of my favorite memories with Paul. Is the Phoenix WrestleMania? So WrestleMania 26 in 2010. So, literally, just you know, little over a year before his passing, year and a half uh, before his his passing, we were in Phoenix. Uh, Tom, were you in Phoenix? Was not.
1: Remember that's the that's the place of the famous. I'm on. Uh, I'm in a photo, but I'm invisible with you and our friend Chris.
0: That's that's right. Uh, at the Grand Canyon. Yes, that is true. That is true. Um, that's right. I should. That should have been my memory. That you. I was trying to remember you. So you were in Atlanta, but you weren't in Phoenix.
1: Correct. And Atlanta that's was right. the year after.
0: Correct. Uh, no, because Paul was in Atlanta. Oh yeah, that that which would which would track. Yeah, that was probably right then, um, because Paul didn't pass until October. So yeah, he probably was in Atlanta. In fact, he was. He he, was. No, I know. I, he, I know. I, yeah,
1: I know he was in Atlanta. I was trying to remember if Atlanta was.
0: It was because after- Paul and I talked. Um, in Atlanta about that I had met Katie and we were together and I was thinking you know it was going to be a a lasting kind of thing and uh, here we are in 2021 and I'm married to the woman so uh, clearly clearly I was right on that Um, and that was when we talked about that he would uh, I asked him if he would consider coming to the wedding and and he graciously said absolutely he would love to come and um, unfortunately uh, we got married in (laughs) wait let me say this the right way. Unfortunately, he passed in 2011 and we got married in 2012. Um, that almost, that almost <laughs> way when I flipped those words. Um, and uh, so unfortunately, he wasn't able to be there, although he was on our memory table. Uh, you probably remember seeing that, Tom, uh, since you were there at our wedding, uh, standing with me. So, um, But anyways, one of my favorite memories was the Phoenix WrestleMania. Uh, he and our friend Larry and I um, went to a Cubs spring training game. Uh, we bought I think we bought like lawn seats but we got there a little bit late because traffic was crazy and we were probably doing 10 other things too and uh, we really just walked around the ballpark I don't think we ever sat down um, and we were only there for I don't know maybe the second half of the game um, but just walking around talking baseball wrestling life um, we have a, a, a I have a picture and I'll have to see it's probably in my Facebook somewhere of uh Larry, who doesn't always wasn't always known as a rule follower, um standing right by a sign that says no standing allowed, um, standing there like with his arm in the air cheering and Paul looking at him like sideways, like, what is this guy doing? Um, I don't know. It was just fun. Um, and then like I said, Katie and I got to see him what ended up being a month before his passing. Um, and and that is probably my favorite Paul story, and maybe I've shared it on the podcast before, and if I have, I apologize, but Uh, The whole group of us uh, that were in Vegas went to the Paris uh, to their buffet for brunch one day. Um, Our friend Greg was graciously hosting us all and and took us all to this buffet, and it was great. You know, buffets in Vegas often are um, really, really good, and it was. And with the buffet came unlimited mimosas, so just drink to your heart's content. Well, they brought out these big, um, and anybody who's listening to this on audio, you can't see my hands, but big, like, soda cups um, of orange juice for everybody, and then they just set bottles of champagne all over the table, and they just kept coming back with more bottles of champagne as we drink them, and uh, so you just kind of mixed your own, basically, and so they had these big, I don't know, 30-ounce cups, 25-ounce cups, whatever, um, of orange juice, so you drink down some of the orange juice, then you pour in the champagne, and, you know, Go to town. Well, we were at the end of this long table with, I don't know, 15 to 20 of us having having this brunch. And Paul was at the end, I, I think, against the wall, if I remember right. I was sitting next to Paul, and then Katie was on my left. Um, so I was sitting between Paul and Katie, and then everybody else was beyond Katie. Uh, <clears throat> so while Paul and I would, would be talking, I also would often be turning to my left, talking to other people within the group. And I kept thinking throughout the breakfast or the brunch that I knew I was drinking my mimosa, but it never seemed to get empty. Well, I caught him one time as I turned around. Every time I would turn to the left, he was taking the champagne bottle and pouring more champagne into my mimosa and refilling it. So by the end, I was just drinking glasses of basically champagne, I think, (laughs) um, and just a little bit of orange juice. I, uh, I struggled with walking out of the Paris that morning. Uh, early afternoon i was uh i was stumbling just a little bit uh by the time i left all due to uh my good friend paul so uh i never got yeah. to stay at a- i never got out on the east coast for that so i, I wish i could have but
1: well and I, and, I, and I envy that story and i envy the fact that you had got the opportunity to be with him so so uh close this 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 won't sound right but i i think i'll explain it better as i kind of talk about my kind of last memory of him I'm envious that you had got to be with him so close to the end of his life, not because you knew that was the case, but just because right. he was a pleasure to be around and just an all, all around great guy. So for me, again, it was seeing him last and being with him last in Atlanta earlier in that year. It's, it's a good reminder. Um, And a sobering reminder, like that nothing is promised tomorrow. Like this could be the last time that we talk on this podcast. We don't know what today has in store for us, Jim. So um, with that, I think that it's important that we be reminded to maximize the time that we have with those that are important to us and special to us. And I know that we are doing that by honoring Paul with our stories today. Um, My memory is just from Atlanta. There was a busy week. Uh, I remember flying out and being a little bit under the weather, but then just like wanting to be in every moment that I could be that weekend. Um, and uh, I, want, I think it's Little Five Points uh, is the name of like the borough for lack of a better term um, in, in the suburb of the Atlanta area. And I remember being with with Paul and, and I wanna say Robbie and I know Josh Tree, um, I mean maybe a few other people. And we just went and we had beers out on a patio And I remember like learning about sour beers for the first time because of Paul and, uh, never at that time did my palate enjoy a sour beer at all. But now whenever I, whenever I do enjoy a sour beer, which I, my, my taste has evolved. Um, and I do enjoy them now. And again, I always think of him whenever I have a a beer that's a sour, um, in, in its, in its, uh, format or its design. So, um, I will be raising a beer tonight in honor of Paul. Um, I, I think we're going to do a fire here in our backyard because it gets October. So we get those cool temps when the evening comes. So, um, yeah, just gr- grateful to to have time to, to just think of him this morning. And, um, yeah, it, it popped up in my, my memories that a year after he passed, I had a couple of beers in honor of him. And, um, yeah, hard to believe 10 years has gone by.
0: Yeah, that part is absolutely. I, I I remember where I was when our friend Greg called us, and I, I don't want to go down that story because it was such an awful, awful um, evening, as we all learned. But uh, yeah, Ray, Paul loved a good beer, um, and by good beer, I mean usually craft, um, not you know, not Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, whatever. You know, a good beer, um, and he loved hot dogs. Um, that was also a love of his was a good hot dog. Um, there was a place in. Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, where I used to work, uh, that opened for, they were really, were only open about a year, but they had Chicago dogs and, and different things. Um, he would have loved Yester Dog had he, had they ever made it out to Grand Rapids. Uh, but, uh, so I always try to, if I, the, the rare times, I don't eat a lot of hot dogs, but the rare times if I do get a, a chili dog or something like that somewhere, think of Paul and, and definitely craft beers, um, which I get to have a little more often now going, uh, doing my trivia gigs at breweries often. So, um, think of him often. So we miss you, Paul. Uh, we'll, we'll dedicate this episode of two spot monkeys to you, um, which you would laugh at and be like, come on, whatever. The one regret I have, uh, other than obviously just Paul not being here, that's the main regret. But, uh, the one regret I have is I I've never been able to locate, and I know there are some, some of his matches were taped. Um, and I think he even did enhancement work, um, once or twice maybe for WWF. Um and I've never been able to locate a Robin Van Trap match. Um and I would well, then I
1: would- you, you have to get a projector out then and you know it's hard it's hard it's harder to, to 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 lace that film into the other wheel. <laughs> That's very know, true. And, so <laughs> That's I, I know he, I know he's smiling as, as I make that joke um, yeah and,
0: and nodding his head
1: <laughs> <laughs> So uh, talking about hot dogs and this is a not not even a good transition, but it's just interesting. a, a few weeks back I heard um, and I don't know if there, I didn't have not done the research on this, but apparently there was some a study done that for every hot dog you eat, it takes like 33 minutes off your life. Did you hear that at all?
0: Well, then I must have been projected to live to be about 140, because um, I'm still here. So, um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just thought it was uh, very funny. And, and but then I, and, and again, I think about the hot, the hot dogs I ate as a kid, and then now as an adult, like really, we try to have all beef dogs or very like you know kosher dogs. Um, but you're at the ballpark, you can't guarantee that,
0: right? Right. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the summer at a at a ball game. You gotta have a hot dog, right? Well, I mean, could you
1: could you could you imagine the autopsy? Oh well, serious, you know, cause of death: too too many hot dogs.
0: Too many hot dogs, right? Right. Clearly ate too many hot dogs. <laughs> oh, what a way to go, though. If you had to, I guess. So, <laughs> um, so. well, uh, I don't know how to pivot off of hot dogs, but we'll do that um, and just talk quickly about Tom who can hot dog. There we go. Six and zero at Extreme Rules. Um, including nailing the reason for Bianca winning uh, her match. It was a DQ. Um, didn't necessarily nail how the DQ happened, but I don't think you tried to predict that either. You just predicted a DQ, uh, but nailed that. Absolutely. So 6-0, I went 5-1, and one, missing the Becky and Bianca match, uh, which puts then, oh, I had it open, but Tom's got a one-match lead. Yes, um,
1: I, I am now the EST of the P-I-C-K-E-M. 45-10 uh, and 10 is where but I'm that at. That
0: didn't roll nearly as well as you hoped it would.
1: I don't care. Freestyle. It, it's, it's, yeah, this is a, this is the freestyle episode. So we're gonna throw things out. And if it sticks, great. If it doesn't, well, you know, we got we'll come back next week. Uh you're so 45 and 10 for me, 44 and 11 for you. Um, so finally some movement. Uh it's not been much movement on either of our sides. It's really been like a one match uh difference at any point since we restarted this in in July. So that's interesting yep. and um next up I think for us most likely it's Crown Jewel, if yep. not Crown Jewel for some reason, then Full Gear, which I think Full Gear um and again I'm not advocating one way or the other but I I know Full Gear will be a great discussion for us to have and I am already I can't wait for Full Gear. I'm actually it's back on a Saturday, I believe. I think so. Yes. I think that that's correct. Um I'm actually quite bummed because uh as you're if you're watching our our podcast in the simulcast version this week. You see, I've got my Michigan hat on Michigan football is playing great. That day is actually going to be Michigan, Penn state. I have a very good feeling. That's going to be a night game in happy Valley. Uh, both teams should be highly rated. I believe when we get to that point. Uh, so that's going to compete with my ability to watch full gear because I love wrestling and I also love Michigan football. So decisions, decisions, decisions,
0: well, it's this weekend is a, a big Michigan game as they play my Wisconsin Badgers. Um, so it's a big football weekend for you and I. Our, our college teams play and our pro teams play. And I would not be shocked if I am 0 2 at the end of this weekend. So I am putting absolutely no bet on the line in those football games with you. Um, because I don't, I'm not feeling good about either one of the, my two teams right now. So, and Michigan has looked pretty, pretty decent. Um, It'd be nice to see them finally live up to the expectations I think that have been there since Jim Harbaugh took over, um, and and I say that as a Harbaugh fan. I'm a Bears fan, so you know I followed Harbaugh for a long time, um, but I think one of the knocks on him has been, you know, if you really look at it, he hasn't gotten Michigan to the level that I think everybody thought he might. Um, you know, they've been competitive at times, but not not competing for the titles and things like that. They haven't been in the yeah. playoffs.
1: Not in the big 10 championship picture. N- haven't right. hasn't defeated mm-hmm. Ohio state has struggled against in-state rival Michigan state, no college football playoffs. Excuse me. As you mentioned, all of those are kind of indicators, you know, in the college football landscape of success or not success. So, right. Yeah. Your name. So, uh, you so far.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause there are, there's a lot of people that think the, uh, the Bears ought to go after him uh, after they get around to firing Nagy here, you know, in the next few weeks. Um, which, <laughs> which uh, 47 total yards, you lose your job. Sorry. Um, anyways, not a football podcast, right? Well, it's freestyling, so you never know. It could be a football podcast today. But um. so anyways, a lot of people think he maybe could come. He just signed a long extension with Michigan. He ain't going anywhere. So. Anyways, yeah, Full Gear on a Saturday. They want to avoid Sunday Night Football, it sounds like, and then they actually had moved it one week because they wanted to avoid the big UFC pay-per-view that's going on that weekend as well, um, which is smart, actually. I think that's really smart um, by by AEW to not, um, A, on the pay-per-view channel side, to be up against UFC doesn't make a ton of sense um, for the actual people who buy it on pay-per-view through cable. Um Although I don't know, you can't actually, now they say you can't buy UFC that way anymore. You have to buy it through ESPN plus. So I haven't haven't bought a UFC pay-per-view in maybe 10 years. Um, So um, it's been quite a while there, but anyways, smart, I think to not split your audience and and try to maximize when you were running um, your shows. So uh, we, neither one of us saw extreme rules. We know what happened, but other I do want to go back at some point here and watch the end of the Roman Reigns Finn Bálor match because it sounds like it got a little wonky um with the heartbeat and Finn apparently like flinching a lot and then Finn went into like unbeatable mode and then the rope broke um so Roman Reigns and and God made his return um to t- team up with Roman Reigns and turn on Finn Bálor apparently um we haven't seen God since he teamed with Shawn Michaels so uh, there he is back in WWE. I don't know.
1: It's, it's hard it, to it, negotiate that contract.
0: It, you know, I mean, got some, got some uh, leverage, I think the big guy does. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, not a lot we can say about Extreme Rules, so we're not going to because... Neither one of us saw it, so in some ways, it's not fair to say anything about it. I will say I watched the first hour and a half. So we'll just move into freestyle. So this is our our episode today is we're just going to talk wrestling, and it might be about current, it might be about past. So get ready, squirrel, rabbit hole, all sorts of things. Um, if you like a really uh, tight um, following a schedule style podcast, a I have no idea why you chose to listen to us anyways because we're not really good at that. <laughs> But B, um, yeah, this is probably going to be your episode. This is going to be two friends just talking wrestling and hopefully entertaining you along the way while we do it. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, I saw the first hour and a half of Raw. I, I would like to go back and watch the last hour and a half at some point if I have time. I still have to finish AEW from this week. I haven't seen NXT from this week, uh, although I know the results of NXT. Um, and I'm not sure I even have access anymore to raw because I have YouTube TV, and they are in a um, pissing match, for lack of a better word. Excuse my French, um, but uh, with NBC Universal, and I may have lost uh, access to USA and NBC and all of that this morning. Uh, their contract ended yesterday, so I haven't heard that they came to an agreement. And what I've learned with YouTube TV after a free HBO preview weekend last year, last weekend. Is anything I had recorded on HBO during that free weekend I would no longer have access to because I don't have access to HBO. Um, so I'm assuming that's going to be the same with USA if that disappeared. So uh, I don't know if I have the access to the last half of RAW now. Um, there are ways to find it, I realize, on the internet. But um, I, you mentioned I you mentioned
1: yeah, yeah and that's why I wanted to get to so you mentioned that you had seen that and you thought that the first hour and a half was enjoyable I am li- I literally have gotten to the point on'm raw where the intros for the for the first match have happened and then I just stopped it's been a really busy week on my end so uh I've not seen a lot of wrestling um so so again we might not talk a lot of current um I think uh, so i, I want to hear about your opinion on raw uh, for what you have seen because I may get to that today I may not the other part about that is you know we both acknowledge very clearly that we just weren't super drawn to watching extreme rules heading into this weekend today, specifically October the 1st, the WWE draft kicks off. So I think that's an important thing to talk about. I don't know that we can provide maybe any opinions or thoughts because I, I, and I don't want to speak for you. I know that I can't, I don't know that I have thought enough about the roster, but about moving parts, but I hope that my, Opposite of that, I hope that the draft does shuffle the deck enough that some that I can get a spark back to be interested in WWE because I'm just not feeling that right now and it's weird.
0: Yeah. So, so talking about Raw first, um, and then and then I'd love to chat about the draft because I think, um, it's always interesting to see and I think we've kind of talked about that before. So, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I, I wanted to watch or I started to watch a because I had a little bit of time on Tuesday morning uh, or whenever it was and thought, oh, well, that recorded last night. Let's throw it on and see. And I knew that Big E and Bobby Lashley were leading off the show. I had seen that, that that was going to happen. So I thought, oh, that'd be a good. You know, that's a good match. And uh, I think Bobby Lashley has been handled really, really well. And then uh, Big E, I think, has been handled pretty well since he won the title. Although uh, the, the whole, you know, he didn't have a match at Extreme Rules until they set it up during the kickoff show for a six man kind of dumb but at least they got him on the show i mean they, they at least fixed it and got him on the show uh would i have loved to see a title match sure but maybe a six man was better just to uh not you know if you were gonna do biggie and lashley on monday then at least you didn't do it on sunday and monday which they've done a ton of that in the past so kudos for doing that they also got aj and almost then on the show and and kofi and xavier um so that, that was good. You know, it ends in a little bit of a cluster, but um, whatever, um, which sets up then the main event, which I haven't seen yet. Obviously, I know what happens, but um, I know who wins in the main event. Uh, but the other piece that I really wanted to see was uh, I had read online, because um, I really wasn't trying to avoid spoilers for Raw, because it wasn't like I was dying to see the show, that uh, Keith Lee had re-debuted or returned or whatever you want to call it. Um, under this new persona, Keith Bearcat Lee, which first of all, that doesn't flow off the tongue at all. Um, Bearcat Keith Lee would feel flow a little better if you just move the nickname to the front. Um, my guess is give it a couple of weeks and he'll just be Bearcat Lee. And then give it a few more weeks and he'll probably just be Bearcat. Um, because you know, we can't have anybody with two names. So and we and I don't know how we're gonna keep three names, so that's not gonna happen. Um I liked the re-debut. I liked... uh, He was a monster. A little heelish, not full-fledged. You know, didn't do anything illegal or anything like that, but definitely an edge to him. Um, And I think he probably will wind up a heel here for a while, which is fine. Guy that size works as a heel. Not a problem. Um, They booked him for one week. For one week. We'll see what they do. For one week, they booked him the way I think Keith Lee ought to be booked. As dominant strong he threw a to Ozawa about 67 feet in the air um at one point i mean it just and it was a good opponent for him too even though it was like a 2 minute squash you know Ozawa can bump his butt off so um and he did so i i loved it um and and man if they can get behind keith lee they can make him a star pretty quick if they get behind him right um uh, and for one okay. week they have done right
1: I can't wait to watch that match. There was a cool, like I think, digital exclusive promo that he did after. Yeah, Rod. I don't know if you caught there. that at all. That was that's worth checking out. Um, his delivery is a little bit different, so you can see the the perhaps new character for lack of a better term. Um, thinking just about that match, just so again, freestyle. Think about if we could get Keith Lee versus Akira Tozawa in PWG like you get of
0: the be an awesome match <laughs> right
1: I just just imagine just imagine that like those two talents and like what and, and and this is a good juxtaposition I think in terms of you know aw tonight on rampage is gonna give us Brian Danielson and Nick Jackson which is gonna I can't wait i have no idea what happens I just can't wait like that is going to be fantastic.
0: And, and kudos to AEW so far, and I think we've said this before, Rampage doesn't feel lesser than, even though it's taped. Um, and I, I I avoid reading the spoilers. Like, I know what's like what matches are coming because they do a really great job of advertising what matches are coming. Um, but I, I don't read the spoilers, uh, which is funny because in the past, um, when, like, WWE would tape SmackDown, I would always read the spoilers. Um, you know, other... Ring of Honor would do a TV taping. I would read the spoilers, whatever. Um, I don't read the Rampage spoilers because I want to see what happens on the show kind of organically. Um, I, it was, so you've seen Rampage from last week, I assume. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had seen that Homicide showed up. Um, was that Rampage? Yeah, it was Rampage. It
1: was. Was yep. It? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: The, the shows blend together for me. I, I've said that before. Um, I got to stop that excuse, but it's the only one I got. Um I had seen that he showed up. I didn't know for sure where, but I mean, the minute I saw that he showed up, I figured it was probably involving the Eddie Kingston and Moxley match. Made the most sense. Um, Doesn't look like he's in AEW, at least from what I've seen. They did not really um, follow up on that piece of it, on Dynamite. Um, So I don't think he's in. I think it was just kind of a New York thing, uh, which is fine. But uh, so I had seen that. I didn't know anything else about spoilers.
1: But that right there, that, that that and we've said this before, or, I, or I've at least had this thought before. So if I haven't articulated it here, let me go ahead and, and, and either state it for the first time or restate it. This is about Tony Khan's appreciation of the history of professional wrestling, and I don't want to say that it's only Tony Khan, but I really feel like Tony Khan is is where the buck stops, right? So him understanding, and whether there's people advocating or not, the, the pop that homicide would get and the importance for homicide and in the big picture of the story of pro wrestling like without boundaries right and, and 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 I know we were going to talk about um something on on dynamite that neither of us have seen but 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 around that topic of just the story and the 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 extension of what Could be from matches and from outcomes in wrestling. So having homicide be there, his history with Eddie Kingston, uh, I think that was actually right before that it aired the night he actually had his match. Homicide had his match with Suzuki for GC for GCW. Now, there wasn't any cross promotion. And I and I understand that. But homicide had like music and had an entrance, like his name was on the rampway. I don't know if you caught that, but then he come he came in through the audience. So kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I thought it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, and I agree with you, Danielson, uh Nick Jackson, I'm man, I'm looking forward to that. So yeah,
1: and, and and I didn't make the point of just going AW is giving you matchups that are going to be good in-ring matches and they're giving the people time. So again I and, understand. And still telling
0: stories along with it.
1: Precisely, yeah. It so, doesn't it,
0: have to be either or. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Too bad to, Akira Tozawa is treated as a as as comedy fodder. You know, in WWE. Absolutely.
0: Right, Tozawa could. I mean, we know Tozawa is a great worker, a great worker. He is also a good character. He's a good comedy. He's funny. You can actually do both. <laughs> you can actually do both. Um, but you have to make a commitment to doing it, and you have to give them enough serious stuff to make it mean anything. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, um uh, to go to the draft, we we, we kind of touched on that. um i I love the draft episodes. I love, you know, maybe it's because I love like one of the one of my favorite parts of our fantasy wrestling league is the draft. One of my favorite parts, of fantasy football is the draft. I love the NFL draft. Um, I don't pay attention to baseball draft or basketball or anything, but football. Um, so maybe that's part of why I always have enjoyed the draft. Um, you left but out I, I mean,
1: the NHL draft, Jim. I want to just call you out on that.
0: That's true. I did leave them out mainly because I forget they're a sport. Um, sorry <laughs> to all our hockey fan friends. I just, I don't, I don't know. I've never, um, my family has never been into hockey um, and I didn't ever have friends that were super into it. so I just never got into it. it's it's not that I don't enjoy it. um we have a local um, they're in the u s h l um, team They're like 16-, 17 year old kids, but they're the they're like the prodigies. They're the good players who are moving, you know through the system um, and they play in in the town, the the big town near us here. um, and I worked uh, for a short while for the arena there and and so I enjoy you know, a live game now and then I don't understand all of the rules. Um, sometimes they blow the whistle and send people into penalty boxes and I'm like, I don't even know what they did. Um, but, um, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so I did leave hockey out. Sorry. Um, but I love drafts. My, my problem with the WWE draft in the past is, but sometimes, and we talked about this, I think a little last week, they move so many people that it just, all you do is change from, Oh, that thing was happening on Friday. Now it happens on Monday or it happened on Monday. Now it happens on Friday. Um, and so it doesn't shuffle the deck, like you said. Um, you know, I, I think if if you leave your champions where they are on SmackDown or on, I, I think they will. Although you could flip them, but I, I don't know. My gut is Fox wants Roman Reigns to stay on um, on Fox. My gut also says USA wants Fox or wants Roman Reigns on their show instead. Um, but. Uh, if you leave the champions where they are, I could see like Drew McIntyre going smack down. I think he's done about all he can on Raw. Um, well, yes, we've seen Drew and Roman in the past. It's been a while, so that could get revisited down the road. Um, you know, I don't know where Keith Lee ends up. I think I think Keith Lee could be an early pick, though, and if they want to actually strap a little bit of a rocket to him um, and make him dangerous and and seen as a a force then please don't wait and draft him on WWE.com after the shows um you know make him an early pick like they did with uh the nxt call up of finn balor a number of years ago in the draft where he was like the number three overall pick i think that immediately made and he came in and won the universal title three or four weeks later and unfortunately got hurt we all know the story but that made finn balor immediately important well you have somebody like keith lee who's just returned you could make him very important very fast if you want to um It can be interesting to see it. There's a lot of uh, rumblings that there will be a number of NXT names that get revealed in the draft. Uh, A number of the women I heard on a, I think, probably Sean Ross' app earlier in the week, I think, uh, on one of his audio shows that I'd listened to, you know, kind of thought that like Aaliyah, Dakota Kai, um, maybe even Frankie Monet, um, which would be quick for her, but she can do it. She absolutely should be on the main roster, probably too. I feel like there was at least one. Oh, Xia because um, she seems to have disappeared from the Tian Cha, uh thing, which is really weird. And I think hurts Tian Sha massively um, to not have Xia Li as the focal point of that anymore. But that's another story. Um, I think L.A. Knight, we talked about that before. I think L.A. Knight probably gets moved up. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see from NXT who moves up. I wish NXT, though. Um, and I, I know I heard this on a fightful thing and I've been thinking it though too. I wish they were involved in the draft. I wish they could draft as well. Um, y- you know, I know we've gone back to them being more of a developmental rather than the third brand, although you'd have people in WW that would argue they're still just the third brand and they're not developmental. Yeah, it's crap. If you watch what they've done over the last couple of weeks, it's clearly gone back to being developmental. Um, and that's okay, but just name it. Don't don't try to tell me it's something it's not. Um I, I just think it'd be cool because I think there are there are people who could um, gain value going to NXT and working in the that even in the new 2.0 system or whatever. But you need some people there that matter so that when somebody beats them, it matters. Um, you know, it's the, the Tommaso Ciampa's of the world. Once um, you know, when a new guy, Braun Breaker, perhaps beats Ciampa for belt, that'll matter. Um, if Braun Breaker beat Von Wagner for the NXT title okay, I don't care. Um, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't build Braun Breaker and I'm just using him as an example. And that's still the worst name ever, but, um, I don't know. It will be interesting to see in the draft. I I enjoy the draft, but I agree with you. Like we've done some picks before in the past, uh, and our group of friends like, Hey, list the rosters. How do you think the draft's going to shake out get a point for everyone? You're right. Um, Nobody has thrown that up in our group of friends, and I don't think anybody's even thought about it um, because, I don't know. We'll see what they do. But I'm open to catch some of, of SmackDown tonight and see how that works out.
1: Yeah, what I, what I wish – and, again, I know that's a dangerous word when I talk about the WWE and my wishes. I, I, I don't want to advocate for, like, figurehead characters, but I almost wish that each show had an established GM – and would actually say here's what i'm drafting for here's here's the the type of wrestlers or talent or product or whatever terminology they want to use that we want to focus here on smackdown or on raw i think that would actually behoove the product in a positive way to p- get people to go you know i want to get behind raw because they focus on x or smackdown focuses on y that's what that's that that's the thing that's missing, I think. And again, that's that's a that's a I'm belaboring an overall point in terms of the big picture of WWE. They don't perceive that fans like us want that when we actually do. And you're getting it with AEW, you're getting concerted efforts and concerted visions, and then you're able to care about it, right? And so by caring about something, you invest more in it. Again, y- if you've listened to, at all to us, or me specifically here the last month or so. I'm just not caring enough about the WWE. Let's see if that changes.
0: Yeah. And they, they've got the opportunity. Um, they've always had the opportunity to make a change.
1: Yeah, but it's, a, it's, a scripted, it's a scripted story. Like you can, right. you can, you can write this script. It's, it's reality, but it's also, it's also not reality. So you right. have control. It's,
0: it's the, uh, You know, I'll use the UFC as an example. The UFC can do a great build to a match and the match might suck. There's nothing they can do about that. That just can happen. The NFL, you could build up this huge game on a Sunday night or even a Super Bowl or something and the game could just be a dud.
1: Yeah. if, okay. if, if There's if, people if, that think
0: the NFL is fixed, but let's leave that for another day.
1: No, no. If the, if the Bucks bolt race, then the, the, the Patriots this coming Sunday, that's so uh, first thing Which this morning, won, by the way. The, right, right. But First thing this morning on, and the today show, they, they, you know, I don't know why, why they're bringing sports as much as they are, but they did. And they, they highlighted like that. The Bengals got the walk off field goal to win last night. And now they go all the eyes shift to Sunday. Now, granted they're, it's self-fulfilling because it's on their channel. It's on NBC. Right. But again, it's all about Brady's return to New England. If they go out and they win 45 to 10, no one's going to be surprised. But if that type of game happens, there's not a lot of tune-in factors. So they're going to have to focus on the story of Mac Jones. Can he live up to Tom Brady's shadow? Tom Brady coming back home. Bill Belichick. All these other things, right? So again, you have to have another hook for people to want to tune in.
0: Right. And like you said, in WWE, you literally get to script it. You don't have to, you, you don't have to script a 45, 10 game. You can script a walk off, you know, kind of thing, a, a back and forth battle. Um, or sometimes you want to script the forty-five ten, the Keith Lee, Akira Sozawa's um, matches. But again, you're doing that for a reason. That's not the payoff, which we're kind of saying in, in this Tampa Bay, New England scenario, the, the payoff, because they only have one match, one match game, whatever you want to say. Um
1: until the Super Bowl, that is.
0: Right, until the Super Bowl like, <laughs> goes on a run because, yeah, they're not looking real good right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, you get to book it. That's the thing. And that's – I agree with you. That's what AEW has done pretty well lately. Um, you know, in their history even, they've done it fairly well. I mean, they've had some clunkers. They've had some stretches where you're like, eh, I'm not feeling it right now. You know, They had some of those Friday Night Dynamites because of the NBA playoffs that were like – I don't know felt like placeholders but man nothing feels placeholder right now every
1: can we, show well can we go jump back to rampage and i want to sure. i want your take on this freestyle um yeah <sighs> so so i so for the longest time like i was like not like getting the the connection with dan lambert and american top team and then he becomes kind of the manager de facto for men of the year but then they do what they do last week and then you've got all these mma guys in the ring with Man, Hager, Hager and Jericho, and yeah, and, and Jericho gets that gets that knee and, and and gets bloodied. Where do you think that's going? Do you think we're going to get a Jericho Hager versus Velasquez and someone else tag at full gear, or what do you like? And do you do you care?
0: Yes and no. Um, it, it's been a little weird for. I think Dan Lambert is great on the mic. I think he, and being the old curmudgeon – who doesn't like the new ways, okay, I'm good with that. Um, it's a little bit weird because I feel like Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are two guys that don't need a mouthpiece. Like, they both can talk just fine on their own. Um, and I thought they had a really good, um, let's see, you haven't seen AEW yet, um, but they have a promo. I'll just, I mean, that's not really spoiling anything. And I think they both, and Dan Lambert's involved too, I think all three of them handle themselves well. But the two guys show that it's it's not like they're bad you know, talkers, and which is usually when you put a manager with somebody, is they need somebody to do their talking for them. Um, That's not the case. Um, And and the MMA guys, it's been a little weird because, like, they're here one week, then they're not here one week, then they're here a week, then they're not a week. So that part's been a little bit weird, and it's never quite – well, some of the people have been – I don't – has Kane Velasquez been there? Um, You mentioned him, so I didn't – I don't think he's been there.
1: Or is it Junior Dos Santos? Instead? Junior Dos Santos has okay, been there. Sorry, sorry. And Jorge I, I,
0: Hospital, um is the one who hit the big knee, which looked great, by the way. I mean, that knee, it looked legit <laughs> to me. So, um,
1: I see, I named Kane because Kane being having that quick WWE run, like, right, was he has my, a little bit my, of wrestling my, training.
0: Yeah, my um, default. And, and he could become involved at some point. I don't know if he has connections to top team or not. Um, you know, Paige Van Zant was there, which Paige Van Zant had been rumored to be connected to WWE for about the last five years. Um, that someday she wanted to do something with them. So I think that didn't even get enough as much play as I thought it would because there was so much of that. Now look, AEW is the one who actually gets her into the ring, and she, you know, hits Jericho with some body shots. The only thing I don't love about that is it's not like Jericho's going to ever get payback for that. Like he's not going to knock out Paige Van Zant. Um, at least I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't think it should. Um, so it'd be a little different if Jericho, like, had a female counterpart in the inner circle who maybe she would get some, you know, she would come back for revenge against Paige Van Zandt down the road. But uh, anyways, um, I think it could lead to some sort of that. I actually thought last week I was expecting Jake Hager to turn on Jericho um, and join the MMA guys. Um, and, and kind of go off on his own. I thought that would have made some sense. And it yet may happen. Um, but this is more get Jericho off TV for a little bit because he's got the Fozzie tour. And um, I, it, yeah, I think we probably are headed to something in full gear. Uh, maybe though it's men of the year versus Jericho and Hager again with the MMA guys, you know, as Lumberjacks or something like that. I don't, I think it depends on their contract statuses. You know, Masvidal is. Is contracted with the ufc i believe um i don't see dana white wanting him to do a pro wrestling match while he's contracted the ufc not because dana white has anything against pro wrestling but he doesn't want masvidal to potentially get hurt masvidal's a huge money uh, maker for the ufc right now so he doesn't want him to potentially get hurt in a pro wrestling match and then he loses you know an attraction for the ufc and i understand that that's a business move um so i'm curious i you know, Junior Dos Santos is not, I don't believe with UFC right now, Dos Santos was a, a killer for a while, 10 years ago. Um, I don't know that that matters to me as much. Um, it's interesting to see him. I, I was a fan of Dos Santos back in the day, but uh, eh. I, so I don't know where it's going, and I'm not 100% sure if I care, but I like Dan Lambert and, as a heel. And I like that Lambert has also been willing to take a bump or two, you know, Lance Archer laid him out. Um, so it's, it's good that he runs his mouth and he still gets his comeuppance too. And it's not just men of the year taking the the beatings. Um, I like Scorpio sky a lot. I know you're very high on Scorpio sky and have been for a long time. Even page just doesn't click for me. And I don't know why. Um, and, and we've talked about this before, but, uh, I did think his promo on Wednesday was good. So when you get a chance to see that, I'll be interested to hear your your feelings on it. Um, but in the ring for me, pages just never clicked. Uh, I definitely thought Josh Alexander was the better part of the North tag team or the monster mafia in the past. Um, and I think career wise right now, that's borne out. I think Josh Alexander is probably the next impact world champion. Um, I think he beats Christian cage here at bound for glory later in October, but um that either, that might be the first thing we've talked about in Impact Wrestling on the show in a long time. Uh, I
1: guess we need more freestyle shows. So that's, right? how, that's how Impact gets added on. No.
0: Right. We, we don't even pick Impact pay-per-views because neither of us follow the product closely enough, unfortunately. I'd like to. I hear good things about Impact. I just don't have time, um, yeah. nor do I have access to it at this point.
1: That's what it comes down to, for sure. Well, so the next thing I think that's worth bringing up is, and I know we, I, neither of us have seen it, but but it's kind of a bigger story of the week, is um, AEW's main event on Dynamite on Wednesday was the TNT title match and Sammy Guevara unseats Miro, which is a pretty big upset when you think of how Miro has been built. Also, on the flip side, though, I love Sammy Guevara, and I know that his stock has always been high and has been rising so this move i'm eager to see how it plays out again i'm speaking of it like knowing that it occurred but not knowing the context in which it occurred uh so that's kind of cool um and you're you're at that point where you're ready to watch that match is that correct
0: yeah, I've seen all of AEW up to I, you know, they they just came into the two just came into the ring basically. Uh, got it,
1: got it. And and, and I, I thought it was worthy of noting when I when I got the, spoiled for me after the fact. I did I, I was not very pleased. I learned about that without having watched it organically uh, develop as I watched the show on DVR. But being that the show was in Rochester, it was a tribute to Brody Lee, the the memory of Brody Lee being strong in his hometown there. AEW being there the title that was important and that he part was part of making, albeit very briefly having that title switch there, I thought was very interesting. Uh, And and I wonder, I wonder what you think there.
0: Yeah. You and I talked about this just a little bit before we clicked record and you'd mentioned that. And, and I get what you're saying and and I hadn't thought about that. Um, I guess I, and, and maybe it would have been too cliche, but I guess I would have, Put the title on a Dark Order member if you were going to do that. Although I don't know Dark Order-wise who's really been built up singles-wise enough. You know, nobody is the answer to that, to be perfectly honest. Um, they've been doing this dissension thing, you know, and and that maybe rectifies itself a little bit on Wednesday night. I don't know. We'll see. Um, not to spoil anything for you, Tom, that you haven't seen. But... Um, I, I don't think that's a huge spoiler. Um, that The Dark Order, obviously, is featured prominently. There's a 16-man tag team match, uh, which is a crazy number of people to have in a tag team match. Um, but uh, uh, I guess I'm curious to see how it plays out, too, because I, I, all I know is that Sammy wins it. I don't know, does he win with a roll-up? Does he win with a... And I don't want to know that until I watch it. Um, I'm curious to see, because... I, I feel like it was too soon to take the belt off of Miro. So while I get it from a, a TNT title switches in Rochester, you know, Brody Lee, Brody Lee is the forever TNT champion or whatever they said last December when, when they did the memorial show to him, um, that I, I just kind of feel like it was too soon to take it off Miro. Now, maybe there's more to this. Maybe. I don't know, maybe Miro needs a little time off or something, or or maybe there's not, and they just decided to go with it. I also don't feel like Sammy Guevara has been built up quite enough as a singles. I feel like it's been very yeah. start-stop with him.
1: It came out um, of left field here for sure. I agree.
0: Right. Because all of a sudden it was Sammy wanted a shot at the title, Sammy got a shot, he won. Like there was no and again, I want I like. Miro hasn't had a feud since really the thing with the best friends. Since he's been TNT champion, it's kind of been just destroy the challenger of the week. Um, and I've been okay with that. But then I was hoping it would lead to someone like Kingston, we we yep. talked about for the pay-per-view.
1: And and that, and that seemed to not have resolved itself. So the fact that we never got anything following up on All Out, and then this is the way they went. And then also, I think the important thing, and we've, we've stated this clearly, and it's obvious AW does a really good job of focusing on the value of wins and losses. So for Miro to take this loss here, that's significant in the big picture of the promotion.
0: Right. And, I'm, and I believe it's Miro's first singles loss. Um, I don't think he's I think been- you're
1: I think you're right.
0: I think it's his first singles. Crack um, Research Team obviously- always on it. Right, that research team, crack bots, Um, They've been freestyling since day one. Um, but uh, I think it's his first singles loss in AEW. I don't know. It's I, and so I'm curious to see how they follow up on it. Like I'm, I'm saying I'm not sure about it right now. A, I haven't seen it play out, so I need to do that. And then B, AEW has earned from me the ability to say, okay, let me see how they play this out. And I still may not love what you did, i.e., Adam Page. Adam Page, you know, decided to take time off because his wife was giving birth. I get it from a total family standpoint, 100%. That's what Adam Page should have done, 100%. I Well, I still don't love that they told the story the way they did. It turned out okay. They told a pretty good story with Christian Cage to get to that match. They made me care more about that match than I thought I would when it first got announced. Um, so, I so EW's earned that right, that I'm interested to see how this plays out. I can still disagree with the point and but go, okay, but I see what they were doing, and and in the end, that worked. I still don't love that it started with this, but it worked in the end. Um, so, I'm willing to, to watch this play out. Um, but, yeah, Sammy, I like Sammy, and Sammy definitely makes sense as a TNT champion somewhere down the road. I just don't feel like they built him... And therein lies a problem, maybe, and, and I don't mean to jump off of the TNT title thing. So, if, if there's more you want to say on that, Tom, we'll come back to it real quick.
1: The only thing I'll say is that was indeed Muro's first loss. Okay, I that was, I, I was able to was able to buzz the research team, and they were able to be in my ear and let me know.
0: Oh, good, good. I'm glad uh, glad one of them is awake this morning. Um, so, um, maybe one of my struggles with AEW is their roster is so good, but so large. That there are people who just I mean, okay, I feel like I've said this a hundred times, but Andrade El Idolo. The guy's had like two matches, and he's been in the company for like four or five, six months. Now they tease something on Wednesday, so I think we're gonna get another match finally. Um, and I'm interested to see it, and I'm interested to see where it goes because of how what what happens. So, you know, without spoiling, enjoy that when you see it. We can talk more about it on another episode. But um, How does the guy only have that many matches? Like, what's going on? He doesn't appear to be hurt.
1: Adam Cole's already had more matches than he will. And then, as of tonight, Brian Danielson will equal him in in much less time in the promotion. Now, again, to to say Andrade, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, not all on the same plane, that means no. But Andrade's not
0: far below them. No, exactly. And he could be on that plane if they would have. They've treated him that way backstage, but they haven't in the ring, and they haven't even made it like if they made it like Andrade was like, "Look, these people don't deserve to see me. You know, I work when I want to work, you know, or something like that." If you give me a reason, I don't know that that annoys me. Um, maybe maybe it's going to pick up, and maybe again, maybe again, maybe there's a reason. But at least the two matches that we've seen, I haven't seen any phys- anything physically that's made me think he has any sort of injury. You no, know, I'm so glad you
1: brought him up. Great. Yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. I think there's another match with Pac coming up and I think that that um mm-hmm. happens where he gets the win without interference. And it, and and it's and it just dawned on me, Sammy does not need this championship to be validated by any means. So and again, I don't know that Miro does either. So I so there's two paths I could potentially see going as I fantasy armchair book here on this podcast. Miro gets the belt back in a rematch, which isn't always a guarantee, but could happen. Uh, Or Sammy loses to Andrade. And Andrade gets this title, and that helps raise his stock.
0: I could see that. I could see that. Um, And look, if Andrade and Pac then want to have a series of matches over the TNT title, sign me up. Um, I'd be all right for that. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. There's just things... Um, I love AEW though. And, and the shows fly by. I think that's the other piece. Like they don't feel like a chore to watch. And maybe, maybe it's that it's two hours, but sometimes SmackDown could feel like a chore. Although it's been pretty good lately. Um, when I have been able to see it, I haven't watched it every week, but, um, but AEW shows do not feel like a chore. In fact, um, when I got to the point that I realized I was at the main event, it was last night watching, um, my wife had gone to bed. So I was watching a little bit of wrestling, trying to catch up. And, um, I was like, they started running down the matches for Rampage and then next week on Dynamite. And we are getting that eight-man tag next week on Dynamite. I'll just tell you that. Um, that you've been predicting for quite a while with the Elite and uh, Brian and Friends. Um, that doesn't spoil anything. So
1: Brian and Friends. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's, the name <laughs> that's my
0: new name for that group. Brian and Friends. Um, Brian, Brian's buddies. Um, but uh, when they started running down the matches, I went, Oh, crap. Are we already at the main event? Wow, we are. Okay. Um, so I love that about AEW. Um, yeah. What else should we talk about, Tom? Freestyle. I feel like we I need like know. that record scratch noise, like, wee-wee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to to make that noise on this show.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Nothing else is coming to the surface for me at the moment.
0: Um, well, let me, I, let me spin a different way, then. Uh, yeah. Unless something comes up, which squirrel all over the place if we want to
1: i was I was trying to think like the easiest thing for me that i thought would come up would be like october pay-per-view memories and like the word the word halloween havoc comes to mind but nothing really jumps out for me when i think of halloween havoc even though i've seen them all of them at some point in my right. in my fandom um eddie guerrero Rey mysterio is kind of like the you know the the, the seminal memory of of when I think of Halloween Havoc, that's my go-to thought uh, of their classic. You mean it's not
0: spin the wheel, make the deal?
1: I mean, that comes to mind too, but it's not the first thing. (laughs) It's not the first thing.
0: Fair, fair, very fair. Yeah, or the Halloween Phantom um, from Halloween Havoc, ravishing Rick Rude when he made his uh, return to WCW kind of in one of the worst masks that didn't conceal his identity at all because his big porn star mustache was sticking out under the mask.
1: I'll never I'll never forget uh being a big PWI um reader and I would every time I would go to the grocery store with my dad I would always grab PWI and every month when I could and I remember very much like seeing the Chamber of Horrors match photos in that and going, Oh my gosh, they had an electric chair and Abdullah the butcher got fried and like then actually seeing that on tape like a year or years later and being like that did not live up to the hype at all. Like <laughs> no, because- the
0: switch fell down halfway through <laughs> the <mats. laughs> Precisely.
1: Yeah. So just yeah.
0: And and Cactus Jack at one point while he's waiting for them to put a switch and put Abdullah in the chair instead of Whichever babyface sting or somebody they were supposed to, and he's sitting there watching it all happen like for the longest time on the cage. And then finally, well, he watches them put Abdullah in, and then he accidentally hits the switch. And I'm like, No, that was just it didn't work. You're right. It's it did not work at all. Um oh, I had another thought about goofy. Oh, well, when you said PWI, you said PW and then you paused and said I. Um, for whatever reason, my brain heard PN and I thought you were going to say you were a big PN news fan from back in the early nineties. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, actually enjoyed PN news for what he was. I mean, was he going to be a world champ? Of course not, but not everybody will be.
1: Well, uh, and back to the record scratch, if we had that, uh, you know, in the post-production lot we'll to add that in, that doesn't yeah,
0: Absolutely. Our, our crackpot research slash post-production team, um, we'll, will get that in there for y'all. But, um, PN News is a guy we need a wrestling figure of to go back to one of our other loves. Um he was supposed to have a gloob in the next line and, and it didn't happen because the gloob figures ended. But uh that would be a fun, you know. Uh the the fully posable podcast that I listen to, wrestling figure podcast, which if you love wrestling figures, folks, they're the guys. You gotta listen to them fully posable. They're available everywhere. Um, they're great, great guys. Um and a fun podcast. But um they often say that uh, a character or a, a look or a, somebody's gear is very toyetic um, and and would look good, like Luchasaurus, for instance. Tom just got the Luchasaurus figure recently. Um, I got it as well a couple of weeks ago. I mean, that's a toyetic thing. Like, you see it and you're like, yeah, that looks like it should be an action figure. You see Luchasaurus in the ring and you're like, he needs to be an action figure. PN News very much the same way because of that colorful outfit and everything, like, he should have an action figure somewhere. Um, I'm kind of surprised that one of the 87 companies that are doing Hasbro style figures hasn't signed PN News, um, like Zombie Tailor, Zombie Sailor or Cella, or Nerd Clothing or insert other company here. Um, there's apparently also a new company coming out with figures. I guess we're squirreling to figures here for a minute. Um, that's going to do Remco style figures. I don't know if you ever had any of the Remcos back in the day, the AWA ones, Tom? I did not. Okay. Um, I, I did. I had some, I, I don't have them anymore. They're long gone, but I had some, I think they were at my dad's. I don't think we had them at, like we lived with my mom, but then we saw my dad on like weekends or, or different times. And for my memory is that we had them there with him. We had Abdullah the Butcher and Carlos Clone. And um, I think we had Mr. Electricity, Steve Regal, not Stephen Regal, Steve Riegel, um, different guy. Um, and some others as well, Ric Flair. Uh, so apparently there's Greg Ganya actually is involved with the company that's going to do Remco style figures, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes there. Legacy Worldwide, I think, was the company's name. Which uh, the Fully Posable Podcast, when they announced it, immediately jumped to Prestige Worldwide from Step Brothers. Um, and if they made boats and hose figures, that might be, you know, uh, really funny. But um, anyways, uh, Tom, you you got uh, you got Luchasaurus recently. And I, I picked up the Santos Escobar and the Cody LJN style and, and some others. Uh, but you mentioned, you sent me a message yesterday. Um, the WWE.com had their monthly reveal of, of some maybe updated look at figures. I don't think they necessarily had any new figures that we hadn't seen, um, but they had some updated prototypes and things. And the goon uh, was shown in package and, and that. And you said now seeing the pictures, you, you kind of see the, uh, the appeal. I guess, of the grab the goon?
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And again, you know, when you see the San Diego Comic-Con releases and kind of, it gets you, you you wet your appetite, if you will. But then like yesterday, seeing it in package and out of package and posed with the hockey stick and whatnot, I'm like, okay, I I, I get it now. I don't think I will ever go and grab it. I won't grab the goon uh, as we've uh, come to use this podcast uh, to promote that. Hashtag Grab the Goon. Um, it also inspired our good friend Annette. Uh, one of her fancy football teams is
0: named is grab, the grab the Goon. goon. Absolutely. So, and I, I think she's listening. Somebody's listening right now. I'm guessing it might be Annette. but um, Yeah. So see but that,
1: that, but that, that figure, that figure um, looks cool, if nothing else. The figure actually that really jumped out in the last week that I saw got released that I thought was pretty sweet was the Damien Priest Elite. Yes. I don't know if you've had a chance to take a look at that one.
0: I did. And um, I, I like when, when they first announced it, I, I feel like the first pictures I saw, he didn't have the jacket. It was just him and in his in his wrestling tights, basically. And I thought, oh, that looks pretty cool. But the jacket really, like, made it pop more. Um, and I, I think that's one I'm probably going to have to order um, or look for, but probably just order. Um, WWE figures especially are so hit and miss out here. As far as what I find, I randomly run into things and then, have ordered more online than anything, just because I tend not to randomly run into most of what I'm looking for. So, um, yeah, that's when I might have to pick up because I like priest as a character. And, uh, this is his first elite. He did have a, a basic where he had his ribs taped, but I don't, I don't really buy basics. Um, cause I buy them more as uh, collectibles and displays and the elites are just, uh, they look cooler. I mean, they're, they're made to, that's why they cost 20 bucks instead of 10. Um, So, yeah, Damien Priest, I thought that one looked looked real sharp. Honestly, the the pictures yesterday for the Dominic Mysterio, I probably won't pick up the Dominic, but super colorful. Um, You know, definitely pops in the package. Um, If you're a Dominic fan at all, I I think it's a great first figure for him. Um, I probably won't snag it because I'm not a big Dominic Mysterio fan. Um, I think he's coming along okay. I just, he's still got a ways to go for me. Um, But I think it looked cool. I think the colors on it, you know, really popped and um, they did a nice job of that figure. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, it's not going to be too long, and uh, the Unmatched Series 3 might be up for pre-order. Uh, Unmatched Series 2 just went up for pre-order, which has the Sting figure in it from AEW. Um, Unmatched Series 3, though, is the Darby Allin, LJN, and then the Dark Order. Brody Lee and Eveluno Uno and Stu Grayson and Anna Jay and uh, Reynolds and Silver, I think, uh, also are on that. Um uh, man i want almost all of those um, so and i think we talked about that when when they released those those names um i definitely am getting the brody lee that's that's 100% yes i'm getting the brody lee um oh that's your dog okay um, yeah
1: i've got a i've got a dog who's begging to go back outside so uh, okay. as as we, as we as we bring the freestyle session to a close, she'll be very thankful that I'll be able to let her out here
0: soon. The funny part was I heard the whine and I had this moment of like, is there a dog in my house? And I'm like, no, it's in your house. That's,
1: that's how good our audio is.
0: That's right. Our, we might have crackpot research. We might have uh, post-production problems, but Tom's dog whining was so realistic that I thought that a dog that does not live in my house must have been in my house because we don't have a dog currently. It's, it's um,
1: the ghost of the dogs of the
0: past. Right. I mean, we used to have a dog and, and she would whine occasionally, but um, I just had this moment of like, do I need to let, we don't have a dog. What am I going to let out? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> oh, oh, that's my, good. That's good. But uh, yeah, anyways. Um, Tom, anything else you want to bring up? Like I said, this has just kind of been our freestyle. We figured we had a week where there just wasn't, As much big, big news to talk about. We didn't have any picks. In fact, we won't have picks for a couple of weeks now um, to make, although we'll have to, because that pay-per-view is on a Thursday, we'll probably make those in two weeks um, on the 15th with whatever they bothered to announce by then, um, because goodness knows they'll wait and announce half of the card on the Monday Night Raw before Crown Jewel.
1: yeah, unfortunately, no. Nothing else jumps to mind today. I, I I think that when we come back next week, ideally, I think you know the fallout from the draft and seeing how the, the rosters shake out. Uh, lots of stuff with AEW. You know, I'll finish Dynamite Rampage with Danielson and Jackson tonight, and then uh, another live Dynamite in Philly next week. Those are going to be big, uh, kind of the big the big needle movers in terms of pro wrestling
0: right now. And I gotta say, this weekend, I mean, you've got the draft starting tonight on SmackDown. You've got Danielson and Jackson. Um, you've got a, a No DQ uh, women's match coming up on Rampage as well. You'll see that get set up, and then they had announced a week ago Hair versus Her- Hair, Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. So we're gonna get to see Jack Evans as a bald man, um, because let's be honest, Orange is winning. The you gotta figure they're going to Hair versus Hair, Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy eventually. Um, But Evans gets to be the fall guy here to begin. I think that's fairly clearly where it's headed. Um, And then I have to admit, I'm hoping the Ring of Honor actually tapes this week because, unfortunately, my local uh, Fox station that shows Ring of Honor, because baseball and or football games have run long, they just preempt Ring of Honor Mm -hmm. and don't seem to move it to anywhere. If they do, YouTube TV doesn't pick up where it is i've even recorded the shows for about two hours after and it's what's listed like family feud is on um which is annoying um to be perfectly honest but i have seen that uh through honor club even though i'm not now a paying member of honor club anymore the tv show still shows up on monday um on the honor club app so i can still watch it monday which is good um and it's available on fight but i'm really looking forward this weekend the briscoes versus alex zane and taylor rust um, is a match on Ring of Honor TV this weekend. I think that could be a really fun tag team match. Yeah. Um, Zane and Rust is kind of a strange pairing, but that's okay. I, you know, I don't know that this is going to be a pairing going forward, um, but a, an interesting way to uh, continue those two guys. I hope they both stick around Ring of Honor. Um, and the Briscoes have been on fire, but they're obviously coming off a big loss at Death Before Dishonor as well. So I think that could be a fun match on Ring of Honor TV this weekend.
1: I agree. I'm looking forward to it as well.
0: Well, this has been fun, just kind of freestyling and having a conversation. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we'll probably be back to our little more scheduled. Um, what do I want to say? Lineup or rundown uh, next week, uh, but uh, we the formal agenda. The formal agenda returns yeah. next week, right? Um, but uh, for now, everybody, be safe. Enjoy some wrestling this weekend. Enjoy some football. Uh, go Badgers. Go Bears. Um, I, I just had to get that in there, Tom. Um,
1: I'm going to let that lie.
0: Uh, so so Tom is also rooting for the Badgers and Bears. Let the record show. Um, <laughs> everybody have a great week. Stay safe, and uh, we will talk to you again next week. Thanks for joining us here on Two Spot Monkeys Live. See ya.